We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Bullshit, it looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. But why male models? You serious? I just told you that a moment ago. Hey! Here's Johnny. Ah! Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! You're gonna need a bigger boat. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> in English, please. I'm funny. How? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Good afternoon. If you're listening to this live on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, if you were, you would have heard Thriller just before we came on. And that song um, filled me with fear as a child. My my dad had the record and put it onto a cassette because I'm old. And um, I used to play it with my headphones on in my room as a like a little seven-year-old. And um, then I couldn't sleep. So don't don't play it your child. That's my tip. Um, you are tuned in to Unscripted, the film show, uh, or you may be listening to the podcast after the fact. And if you are, welcome. Uh, please do share it with your friends, give us a bit of a review, all that kind of jazz. Um, if it does sound quieter in here today, that is because I'm all by myself. That's right. Lewis is at a fringe thing. Uh, Cecilia had to work back late. So I am doing it solo tonight and um, I've done the, I haven't done a solo show for just over a year. So I'm, I'm going to try not to say everything I have to say in the first 15 minutes and then run out of things to say. Um, but I probably will be playing some music, which you will hear live on Radio Fremantle, but obviously will be edited out during the podcast. So um, I, I, our little intro that I played, we, I've enti- it's entitled Unscripted Intro slash Alex because Alex Von Hoffman used to be one of the um, – one of the co-hosts here on the show and obviously he went on to bigger and better things and one of those is uh it was entitled alex because he made it basically um but he he made a film that took quite a few years to do basically he is a director who taught himself cgi which is pretty bloody awesome um and he made a short film called evie which is going to be featured um at the wa made film festival which is happening um in march from the 10th to 13th of march um at palace cinemas in rain square so I mean, I'm super excited. I did catch up with Matt Eels, um, who is the festival manager, um, and I did have a chat to him. This is before they went through all of their submissions, and I asked if um, if Alex had submitted his his movie, Evie, and, of course, I banged on about it and how awesome it was, and he's like, oh, that's good um, because they have to sit through everything and... Um, Obviously, it got chosen because it's good. They got a record number of submissions this year. So the fact that it made it through is a testament to how good it is. So if you are interested in in seeing this amazing, amazing film, um, it is part of the short film um, 
program, which is on the Saturday. I'm just getting the information in front of me. Um, just uh, talk to yourselves amongst yourselves for a moment. Okay, Saturday shorts, short film festival, uh, short film showcase. So there's a before and after party. There's beer, wine, non-alcoholics, of course. Um, uh, great, oh, grazing box, yum. So there's nine short films. There's a Q and A, uh, and there's a bunch of films uh, showing. Obviously, Evie is showing. You've got a a movie called. Good night. Uh, a busy sound engineer attempts, accepts a last-minute recording instead of heading home to his family, and is deeply affected by the song he records. So that's, that sounds interesting. Uh, Nineteen eighty-seven. Good year. Two sands. The last. Oh, I'm going to pronounce that wrong. So uh, the last. A-N-K-H. I'll leave that to you guys to, to pronounce it how, however you wish. Uh, in Australia, Heart to Heart, The Moment Before and The Scar. So there's uh, a couple of world premieres there. Um, but this is well worth your money uh, because you get to see a bunch of up-and-comers or, I mean, you know, Alex has been making films for a little while and I'm sure he will one day be super, super famous and will be just like, uh, remember us back here at Unscripted, please please don't forget us. So that's one of the things that is featured in the WA Film Festival, uh, sorry, WA Made um, Film Festival. And if People may or may not remember last year I saw a film um, called From Sky to Sea, I think it was called. I I could be wrong there. And it was set in um, Esperance. It was a documentary about a a gentleman called Jamin Hudson who had suffered an injury and was left... um, a, basically a quadriplegic. So, uh, and he used to dive and instead he moved his um, his lifestyle into drone footage. So this, mo- this particular documentary inspired us to make an, a, um, a bit of a impulsive decision to book accommodation and go stay down in Esperance for a week where we actually got to meet Jamin and, and we bought some of his, his photography. It's on our wall at our house. So... They, there's some some fantastic films that will be featured. Um, one might say life-changing because I was not expecting to go to Esperance and then I did. Um, the festival starts out with a film called How to Please a Woman. Now, this film, I've watched the trailer quite a few times. Um, there's a, a woman, Gina, who uh, played by Sally Phillips, who I think actually is a comedian. Um, so... Her girlfriends buy her a, a night with a gentleman, but when he comes um, over to the house, she would rather him clean her house than than any kind of other favour. So this this becomes a bit of an idea in her head, and they start a, a cleaning business, I believe, um, but with an all male cleaning um, crew who maybe do it topless. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but it looks fantastic. Uh, I really want to see this film. And this is the opening um, film. It's on Thursday, the 10th of March, again at um, Palace Cinema's Rain Square. So there's a before party. There's a Q&A. Um, so two Q&A guests, in fact. Um, and again, grazing boards, wine, or all, all the sort of 
things that you would expect as well as a door prize. So if you are interested in seeing that or any of the other films, there's a couple of um, other showcases. There's an experimental and horror showcase as well called The Left of Centre and that is a, it looks like, how many movies? I have to count. Ten, ten films, ten short films. Ew, gross. Sorry, one of the pictures is kind of scary and I guess that's why it's in the experimental showcase, the horror showcase. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff happening. Go online, um, just type in WA Made Film Festival. You will find it. It's got all the information for tickets, where you can park, make a weekend of it, go and book yourself in. I mean, it's not like we can go anywhere else, so why not uh, book a bit of accommodation and and have a staycation? Why not? Um, So, yes, hopefully uh, Matthew Eels, the the festival director, is very, very busy, but we are hoping to get him in um, for a chat before it all um, starts. So it is the 10th to the 13th of March, so very exciting stuff. Um, On that note... I'm going to take a little breather because it is very difficult to talk non-stop for a whole hour. So I will be back in a moment. I'd even play a song for you. How about that? That's like old times, that is. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. If you are listening live, you would have just heard the Beatles uh, drive my car. I've got two reasons for playing that car. Well, three. I've just thought of another one. Um, The traffic is a little bit backed up out there today uh, because the train uh, has stopped running from... Uh, It's stopping at Coburn if you're trying to get home from the city and heading south. It's only going to Coburn at the moment because there is a fire um, down my way, actually, um, not too far away from our house, um, in Leader. So the fireys are doing their best to get rid of that, get it um, all sorted. But, of course, it's extremely hot out there and... um, I did watch the the helicopters and um, whatnot come come across, go and get some water from the water park, uh, the ski ski park, I should say, over in Baldivis, and uh, shoot across and try to get rid of that fire. So, um, on my way here, <coughs> excuse me, losing my voice, not a good sign. It's only quarter past six. Um, but, uh, yeah, on my way here, there was a lot of traffic. I had to go and pick up my husband from Coburn Station um, because, obviously, he couldn't get home. Um, and, yeah, the, the freeway was absolutely chockers. So uh, not not a fun time on the roads this afternoon, but, um, obviously, it's, it's for good reason uh, because the fire is quite close to the train line uh, in that area. So stay safe if you are down that way. Um, and hopefully not asthmatic like myself, which is why my voice is crackly. Smoke is not good for the asthma. Um, so the other reason I played the Beatles is because Luna next week um, are playing the Beatles Get Back to the Rooftop concert. So this is the historic performance, uh, of course, which was featured in the Peter Jackson um Series, a documentary series, uh, Get Back, which is on Disney, I believe. I still haven't watched it, which as a Beatles fan is, it's crazy to hear that coming out of my mouth. But the problem is I, I as a huge Beatles fan, I want to be left alone and watch it on the big screen and have it turned up very high. And as someone who lives with a five-year-old and a husband, it's very difficult for me to do that. So at some point, and I think it's eight eight hours in total, so 
I don't know when I'm going to find eight hours to myself to to watch it. Um, so it, I'm going to have to figure something out. Um, but I could, I could just watch the concert if I went to Luna. Uh, so next week, February the tenth, which of course is Thursday, um, they are showing the. It, it is. Um, specifically formatted and fully remastered just for the cinemas. So, and it'll be playing for one night only, um, but you do have the choice of going to Luna Leaderville, Luna on Essex um, in Fremantle, of course, or Windsor Cinemas. So it is showing at three cinemas that night. Um, The tickets are already on sale. So if you're a massive Beatles fan and you want to see that on the big screen, um, I would advise to go and get your tickets now. The final reason that I played uh, the Beatles, uh, Drive My Car, is because I had the pleasure of watching a film last night called Drive My Car. Um, It is a Japanese film that has won a ton of awards um, and I'm really not surprised. Um, Let let me just list them off here. Winner, uh, not all of them because there's so many I I don't have time. Uh, Winner of Best Picture for Non-English Language, Golden Globes. Winner of the Best Screenplay at Cannes. uh, Winner of the, oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that, for Presky Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. Don't know if I got that right. Um, uh, A jury prize at the... uh, Cannes Film Festival, uh, National Society of Film Critics Awards. Um, these are all the awards that they've won. Um, the Best Foreign Feature at the New York Film Critics Online, LA Film Critics Circle, Toronto Film Critics Association. Like it just, the list literally, literally goes on and on and on. Um, and it is the 2022 Japanese entry for the Academy Awards for Best Foreign Film. So obviously it's it's very popular. It's and I can see why. To to be honest, I was a little bit wary of seeing this film mainly because it's three hours long. And please, for the love of God, please don't let that put you off. Um, it is a a really it's an amazing film. I really should synopsize it first because generally speaking as a reviewer, that's kind of what you're supposed to do first. Um, but I I have to get my IMDb out. I'm sorry. Um, so this follows the story of, and again, I'm apologizing in advance. I will butcher all of these names and I'm very, very sorry. So we basically follow uh, the life of Uh, Yusuke Kofuku, who is a director, a theatre director. He actually is an actor as well. He's lost his daughter quite a long time ago. And then on top of that, after many years, he loses his wife. So he goes into a bit of a a depression. He's known, very well known for um, his his directing and acting in the... the, uh, what is it? I know it's Uncle, Uncle Uncle Vanya, but I'm just trying to think of who um, wrote that. And uh, it, this is where having co-hosts help because they jump in and remind you. Check off. Thank you very much, that little piece of my brain that just reminded me. Well done, brain. Um, and if I'm wrong, don't, don't come at me. Um, I will correct myself 
later. So he is an actor who is also directing Uncle Vanya on on stage at the theatre, but it's a really interesting way of performing it. It is multilingual. So he's been doing that for a little while um, and then his wife passes away and he he gets requested to go up to Hiroshima and direct um, basically Uncle Vanya at, at this um, festival and they want him to bring that multilingual um, side to it. So he's he hires, um, you know, people who speak Mandarin, English, um, Korean and uh, Japanese, obviously, and also a, a lady who speaks in uh, Korean sign language. So there's that element of the story going on, but really it's about his his mental anguish um, of, of losing his wife and not re- feeling like he never really knew her. Um, he finds out some stuff about her, which I think he knew all along, but he was denying himself uh, knowing that information in his heart and he he stays with his wife regardless of these things that he thinks about her. She's a screenwriter who, this is going to sound very bizarre, but she writes her stories at night when she's kind of out of it and having sex with him and then she tells him the story and in the morning um, he reminds her of the story that she told and that's kind of how she gets her stories. So it sounds like a very bizarre concept, but it it's really a very cool aspect of the film. You've also got another character whose um, name I probably will also pronounce poorly and I'm just trying to look. Um, yeah. They don't, this IMDb page is not showing me the people's faces, which makes it very, very difficult to remember people's names. But anyway, there is a gentleman who is quite famous for, I guess he acts in dramas and other movies and everything, but he's, he knows his, uh, his wife, Otto, um, and they, they've clearly got some kind of a connection and, um, Yusuke hires this guy after he's kind of working as a freelance so he's got no manager because some stuff has gone down um and he hires him I think with ulterior motives really but you've got to also wonder what this young person's motives are for even auditioning for this when it's quite possible that he had an affair with the wife this I'm I feel like I'm not giving this film I'm not reviewing it with justice um the reason it's called Drive My Car is because when he starts this job as this theatre director, the um, basically the people who are running the, the festival say to him, um, it, it's part of our policy that we have a driver for you because... Um, we had a, there was an accident um, a couple of years ago and it's just part of our insurance so I'm sorry you can't drive yourself um, and so he agrees to this but he agrees to it after already organising to have a hotel an hour away from where the rehearsal um, area is and he uses that hour in the car basically to listen to the Uncle Vanya play over and over again um, because it's all about learning the flow of of the play because it's in so many different languages. 
you really have to get the feel of the of the uh, play itself because you you're not always going to know what people are saying. So, um, yeah, the the young lady who gets hired to be his driver, um, Masaki Watari. I hope that's the character because again, there's no photos here of the actors. Um, but she is 23 years old, happens to be the same age his daughter would have been had she lived, and they strike up kind of a friendship um, because she has quite a, a sad past as well and they begin to share parts of their life with each other and through that they, they build this friendship, which is quite beautiful. Um, I started watching this film last night. It was a screener, so uh, but I, I started watching it not realising it, that it was three hours and at 11.30 I had to just go to bed because I had to work today um, and I really did not want to stop the film and I was at the two-hour mark um, and I think I stopped it at two hours and 15 minutes and I honestly did not want to stop watching it. It was painful to press pause um, and then I watched the rest of it today. So not ideal to watch it in two parts but this film is uh, its so beautiful and almost meditative it's, it's set in Hiroshima. I think originally it was going to be in um, South Korea, but um, COVID happened, so they moved it to, to Japan. And it is based on um, a short story that's about 40 pages long that's been expanded. Um, so uh, the writer and director is, and again, going to butcher it, um, Ryusaki Hamaguchi. So... Um, it's it's from a there's a bunch of short stories in this book and he's basically taken the one story and expanded it um pulling some of the other information from other short stories in that particular book um it's uh it just makes you really want to go to japan for starters because it's it's so beautiful he he's staying at a hotel that is on an island just off hiroshima and I'm like searching like online, having a look at where this bridge is that they're going over. And I'm like, okay, that's where that is. And um, just absolutely stunning, really. And they do spend a bit of time in the car. And, you know, there are movies where you feel like, wow, this is a really long film and they could have cut so much out of it. This, These things were not necessary. But for some reason... The times that they're in the car or when there's not a whole heap of things going on, that's why the film works so well is because you're really sitting there with these characters and like I said, it's almost meditative. You just want to kind of be there. Um, This film is, like I said, got a million awards. I can completely see why. At this stage, uh, I know it's only February, but it's it's already my film of the year um, and I know I've got heaps more of the year to go. I understand that, but I, I couldn't stop thinking about this film today and I imagine I will want to see it again and I will keep thinking about this film um, and I'm going to enjoy re-watching it. It is showing at the Lunar Outdoor Cinemas next week on Thursday the 10th. There's a lot of stuff happening on the 10th. Um, But if you are a fan of Japanese uh, film, and to be honest, this is the first Japanese film I've ever seen in my life. Um, And it's so, so bloody good. Um, If you're interested, 
please do go and get your tickets. Um, I'm going to give this um, five cassette tapes. And uh, honestly, I, I can't say enough good things about this film. It's it's just wonderful. Um, on that note, I'm going to take a bit of a breather and be back in a moment. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So just to entertain myself um, while there's music on and I'm sitting here. Oh, my gosh. Siri, seriously. Um, my Siri on my watch likes to talk to me even when I'm not addressing said Siri. Um, but anyway, that was what that was. But, yeah, uh, in the in-between times, if you're listening live, obviously I just played a, another song, Electric Light Orchestra, Mr Blue Sky, um, obviously edited out for podcast. But to entertain myself during that time, because there's no co-hosts in here with me, we've got a little camera set up here in in the studio and it captures us working on the panels and uh, there's a little bit of a time delay between the camera and it appearing here up on the screen um, the screen that shows all of the said cameras around the 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 studio and the building for safety reasons they're there obviously for many other reasons also um, but but there yeah is a bit of a time delay so I turned around and waved at it and acted like a bit of a fool and then I turned back around to the screen and took a photo of myself being a fool and it's now posted on our Facebook page because what else am I going to do when the movie, like there's a song playing? I don't know. Act like an idiot apparently. <laughs> um, so the... Um, so today I got really excited because for some reason, I don't know why, but Netflix showed me um, that the new season of Formula One Drive to Survive was up and ready to be watched. And um, I was like, wow, that's really early. I was not expecting that until the end of February or, or March. You know, I was super excited. Um, and then I mentioned it to my husband and he's like, no, surely not. Um, and I said, yeah, it says season three up and running. And he's like, yeah, season three is the one we watched last year. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, there goes that excitement. Um, if you are a Formula One fan, obviously um, it, it's something that I am now, something that I am because um, because I watched Drive to Survive. I got super into it. Um, huge fan of Daniel Ricciardo who is uh, in Perth at the moment actually. He's come home. He hasn't seen his family for two years and he is home spending a lot of time with his family, um, posting a lot of things on Instagram with his nephew and uh, just having sing-alongs sing in his car and whatnot. So very proud of our Aussie boy. Um driving for McLaren. Uh, so if you are into Formula One, it's an amazing series if you've not seen it before and the next series hopefully will be up by February. Again, if you are into Formula One, there's also a documentary on um, Schumacher, uh, Mick Schumacher, um, whose son Mark is a, I've probably, yeah, don't correct me if I'm wrong about their names, but yeah, he, he uh, races uh, now. Um, and is, yeah, interesting to watch his his life and uh, and obviously he's he had that accident quite a few years ago, I think skiing and he's still alive. But uh, the family is really not giving any information about um, how he is or yeah, it's a bit a bit bit of a mystery really. Um, speaking of Netflix, there is a little short series on there starring. Um, uh, Kristen Bell 
and it's called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the woman in the window. So it, it based on the name uh, and if you've seen the trailer or any pictures from it, it is kind of a parody of, you know, movies like The Woman in the Window or Girl on the Train. Um, and I've, I, I've watched one episode and I'm assuming maybe it gets better. Um, and I can see where they're going with this. Uh, she's she's a woman whose husband has left her a few years ago after their daughter died. Not too sure what the daughter died of because uh, obviously I've only watched one episode. And she has since kind of, um, she's stopped painting. Um, she drinks a lot of wine. Um, so much, in fact, that she's just got a massive bowl in her house that's full of corks from all of the wine that she's drinking. Um and she has a really hot neighbour who moves in across the road who happens to also be single. He's um, got a daughter around the same age as her daughter would have been if, if she was still alive. And, um, yeah, there's some, like, flirty stuff going on and it's all that stupid stuff you see in romance movies um, where they accidentally touch hands and the music swells. And it's all, yeah, basically a parody of... of um, well, I guess rom-coms there, but then I guess it's going to be a parody of the movies where there's a crazy woman who thinks a murder's happened and all sorts of things. Don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it. Um, it didn't really pique my interest. There is another new show on, on Netflix um, called Getting Curious, and that is with um, Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. And I really wanted to watch it and I put it on and the first episode I think is about him experimenting with eating bugs um, and I turned it off because I was like, I don't think I can watch an episode where bugs are being eaten. Um, so I just, I will get back to that. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do I have to talk about? I've literally talked about everything on my list. So uh, I don't know whether to start talking really slow or uh, play more music. Um, I don't know. What else? What else have I got? Hmm. They shouldn't, you shouldn't leave dead air when you're doing, um, you know, radio. But there I go, doing dead air. Um, oh, what else, man? Oh, you know what? Um, for those of you who don't go to your local library, you're missing out, honestly, because you don't have to buy books. You just get them from the library and it's free. Uh, so my local, local library is in Quinana. And the other day I walked in there and they've got the section where it's got like brand new, brand new stuff. And there's a massive like coffee table book of Schitt's Creek. So if you're a fan of Schitt's Creek, uh, it's basically goes through all the series, uh, all the, um, seasons, I should say there's, um, behind the scenes, there's, uh, Eugene and David Levy, uh, David, sorry. Um, Dan Levy, um, talking about the making of the series and, um, just, yeah, it, it's, I, I haven't read any of it, but I, I took it out and I've just gone through it and gone, oh, I really need to rewatch that. Um, I don't because I've seen it already and there's other new stuff to watch. But um, if you've never seen Shit's Creek, and I know I hate it when people say this to me, like, oh, just get through the se first season and it, it's fine. When people say that stuff to me, I'm like, 
I'm not going to watch it if I have to sit through the first season and not really enjoy the first season. Oh, it gets better. Um, I don't know why, but I persevered with Schitt's Creek and I think part of it was because there was a lot of hype and I was like, I have to see what this hype is about. And once you, I know, once you get into it, it's, yeah, it's very, very good. But I, I think it is an acquired taste. Um, so that's my library story. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm over 40 people. Can you tell? I'm um, I'm only just over 40, mind you. Um but apparently that's what 40-year-olds do. Go to the library. Um but I have been spruiking my library for a number of years, so it's nothing new. It's not because I'm over 40, it's just cuz I'm dull and I like books. So, um there you have it. So that's my library story. What else have I got to talk about, guys? There's 15 minutes left of the show. What am I going to do? Um, I'm just wondering if people are listening and they're like, how weird is it that there's this chick sitting in a studio by herself literally talking to herself and it's just as weird for you as it is for me because I'm literally sitting here talking to myself. There's nobody else in the studio. Uh, there's nobody else in the building <laughs> even. Oh, no, there is in in... Yes, there is somebody else in the building, but they certainly, hopefully, cannot hear my my rambling on. Oh, and look, I can see Quizzy. He is in the car park with all of his records. So if you're listening live, um, you can stay tuned um, to Quizzy. He's got two big, massive bags of records that he will be playing you. Look at me finding stuff to talk about. You know what I'm going to do? Um, to save your ears from my voice for a couple of minutes, I'm going to play a song which... Um, I discovered through a Quentin Tarantino film called Death Proof, which is freaking awesome. This is Dave D, Beaky, Mitch and Titch with Hold Tight. Oh, that was a proper intro, guys. That's like a proper commercial radio intro. This bit isn't. Like this bit isn't. This is why I'm not commercial. It's just the thing. Anyway, here's the song. Absolutely classic song, everybody. Classic. Um, so in that time that music was playing, you would have thought, you know what's a smart idea for Rach to do since she's run out of things to talk about. Um, do some research on the internet and find some information about things that are coming out. Um, that's not what I did. Um, I was messaging, uh, well, Alan messaged me and let me know that Disney Plus has just acquired a new Korean series called Rookie Cops, which is about uh, trainee police attending the National Police University. He tells me it's a drama but has humour and romance elements. So that sounds quite cool. Um, Alan has been uh, trying to get us to watch more Korean stuff um, for a long time and we're just a bit rubbish at getting around to it, aren't we? We're terrible. Uh, but, yeah, so um, we were just messaging back and forth and um, I mentioned to him the last time I did um, a solo show... I was pooping my pants. I was nervous. I was like, oh, my God, you don't have anything to talk about, woman. No one's going to want to listen. Um, and now I don't I'm, – I'm not nervous at all, even though I've got nothing to talk about. And I said to him, it must be because I'm now over 40 and I don't give a hoot, except that's not the word I used, <laughs> obviously. Um, so I've got 10 more minutes to go. 
and uh, I really should have used that um, time effectively, but I didn't. It's all good. Um, there's something in the cinemas at the moment um, called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I do not know who Tammy Faye Baker is. I think she married an evangelical Christian um, based on the trailer. Um, I'm not too sure. I don't know anything about this woman, but apparently she's huge um, in America uh, and she created a huge network, um, an empire. Oh, there you go. Flamboyant televangelist. It tells me. I'm having some, uh, I'm reading some information sent to me by, by Luna. And it stars Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. And Jessica Chastain does not look anything like herself at all. There's a lot of, I believe, prosthetics um, to make her look the way that she looks. And it's quite, she looks quite insane. Um, But I definitely would like to see this film. There's another movie out at the moment called Parallel Mothers, which has got Penelope Cruz in it. And I keep seeing it advertised. It looks very good. uh, But again, I don't know much about it at all. Um, other things I have in front of me are um, so most people who have listened to the show for a long time are aware that A, I love the Beatles and B, I love Vincent van Gogh and I am um, always excited about the um exhibition on screen things. So recently they did a, uh, a Raphael um yeah, I'm a bit miffed that I missed that one because that was a, a, at the end of July. Um, but they do have a Frida Kahlo, the definitive film exploring the life and art of a global icon. That's happening in March. I know it's a month away, um, but you know I've got 10 minutes to fill, so you're going to hear about it. Um, and it, it coincides with International Women's Day. How's that? That's lovely. Um, and, yes, Frida Kahlo, obviously Mexican um, artist, very famous for her floral crowns, her big brows, her bright colours, uh, her turbulent life and um, her awesome art, obviously. Um, and uh, Easter, if you celebrate Easter in April, Easter in Art is also another exhibition on screen. Um, I, I struggled to watch that one last year, to be honest. Um, all, the, all the blood and stuff, that was a bit creepy bit too much for me um but yes art on screen if you're interested is a thing that they do um you can hear me flipping through all of these um pieces of paper that i have in front of me there's something called uh trash classics that uh, that's happening at luna and uh, i think there's like a movie a month um this this month in february is night of the creeps which is about zombies aliens shotguns and some some 1980s classic horror uh that's happening february the 25th um, on a Friday, and it's hosted by Tristan Feidler. Um, and in March, oh, hello, hello in March is a classic. Well, I guess that's why it's called Trash Classics, is Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Um, so Lisa Kudrow and Mira Solvino, this is one of my all-time favourite 90s films, um, Romy and Michelle, who were kind of losers at high school, but they get invited back, obviously, for the reunion because it's called Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion and they decide to go back uh, and to pretend to be like successful businesswomen. Uh, it also stars Janine Garofalo and Alan Cummings, uh, awesome soundtrack from the 80s. Honestly, um, that's just one of my all-time faves. But anyway, 
that's probably all I've got for you today. And honestly, well done, Rach. Well done for getting through an hour by yourself or at least 50 minutes. Um, And thank you to the music that has assisted me in this as well. Uh, Stay tuned for Quizzy if you're listening live. Uh, He's got, like I said, lots of records to play for you. Um, And next week... Lewis and Cecilia will hopefully be back uh, so I don't again have to talk to myself because it is a little weird, I must admit. I I don't actually know how people do this all the time, talk to themselves. Um, I'm going to finish off with a couple of tracks so if you're listening live, you can enjoy them. But if you're not and you're listening to our podcast, like I said, please do... um, Maybe don't share this episode with people because they'd be like, "Mm, this is not the show for me. Uh, Maybe share another one with them. Uh, But, yeah, do tell your friends. Give us a review. Do all that stuff that people do to get podcasts like out there and people listening to them and whatnot. Um, and we are at gentlemenofpopculture.com. Uh, we've also got Diz Down Under, which is all things Disney, uh, hosted by Lewis and his lovely wife, Kat, and also Tangent City, which is basically a whole lot of tangents. We attempt to stay on track. We don't ever stay on track, but we do normally have a subject that we talk about. We recently did a Spider-Man home, uh, not homecoming, um, long way home, never get home, can't get home, how am I going to get home, Um, home is where the heart is, whatever it was called, I can't remember, massively fantastic film, can't remember the name, Um, but we did a spoiler cast on that, so... um, and then I did, uh, I, I believe we did uh, some another recording, which is maybe out or maybe not out. I can't remember. Anyway, enough of my jibber-jabber. Um, catch you next week. Thanks for sticking with me. Honestly, guys, well done. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture. <laughs>